Dugut a chara conasatatu fodja gedi agran iver kid is a hucht. Then budhreela o bite size Irish. Welcome to episode 108 of the bite size Irish podcast. You know, if you listen to this, I'll often have a cup of tea, a cup on tea with my podcast or even a coffee. This evening it's a little whiskey, ishkebeha. Oh yeah, that's nice. And this episode, I'm going to dedicate it to two uh, podcast listeners who recorded their questions or comments, so Dana and Svenja. And before that, I'll just cover uh, the recent election in Ireland, so Reglin. recording this it's after the election in Ireland the general election and it's uh, the government is still forming so it, it was a pretty interesting one and you know slight implications for the Irish language but maybe nothing in particular will change so the big story really was that the political party Sinn Féin managed to get only one less seat in the Doyle, that's the parliament, um, then the next uh, party, Fianna Fáil, who would be one of the two main parties between Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. And this was a historical, pretty much a win for Sinn Féin, even though they didn't top the poll, but they pretty much uh, most of the candidates, from what I can tell, got in. So there was a huge, really, protest vote, it looks like. Now, What's interesting about Sinn Féin, I guess, would be that they would be, uh, they would, for the Irish language, be quite sympathetic to the the cause of the language and for the people who speak it, especially up in Northern Ireland where Sinn Féin also operates. So in that different jurisdiction, obviously, there was a lot of talk over the last couple of years about Irish Language Act, and that <coughs> excuse me, that actually stalled the political process in a way or at least it was a symptom of a broken process that that their local parliament was suspended for a couple of years and didn't go on so that's Sinn Féin they would be sympathetic enough another party that did better than before were the Greens and Coyantist last the Green Party Uh, not a huge part of the parliament of the Doyle but um, looks like they got 12 people in and I think their last record uh, would have been six and they call out the Irish language as something to protect in the case of it being our heritage, the, the heritage of our country. So the Green Party would be sympathetic to the Irish language in that way and when you start digging in a little, the people who are in the Green Party, you'll find many people who are sympathetic to the language or indeed speak the language so it's a it's a simmering topic there in the background uh, definitely the 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 principles of the green party would side on the side of the irish language and the investment needed uh, to promote the language socially in ireland 
uh, on Twitter, I was watching um, a clip from TG Cahar. So that's a nice way to get the Irish language into your everyday if you're looking for another way and if you're stuck on social media like I sometimes am. And Leo Varadkar, the outgoing Taoiseach Prime Minister, um, his partner was giving um, a an interview in Irish and he said that um, when he was growing up, he was brought up through Irish, but kind of maybe lost fluency in that since being in college. Uh, but uh, Leo, the Taoiseach, um, has been learning the Irish language. And then uh, the the interviewer uh, presented, like caught, brought over Leo um, into the interview because he had just become available. And they were quite informal because I think they were kind of relaxed that he had been re-elected and uh, he replied in Irish and they had a little chit-chat from what I saw uh, through Irish. So that was lovely to see and I'd like to call out TJ Cahar too because they had great coverage of the election and they were quite visible like um, on Twitter for example they kept showing up their their tallies, their they had uh, interviews, they had panels like uh, party debates um, all in Irish so it's nice to see you know such a, a strong mature coverage from our Irish language TV station and of course it's not just stuck to TV but this is through online mediums and when they're shared out on social media so a good bit of things going on there around the Irish language um, Nothing monumental in a way of a, of a shift in what could happen with regards to policies around the Irish language. Nothing that I can really see and sure or at the time of the recording, like I said, the government hasn't even been negotiated. Like who will form the next government? Will they be able to form it and how stable will it be? That's all unknown for me right now. So it's all interesting. I w- wanted to share that little um, perspective with you. So I'm going to play a question from, uh, not not a question, but a, a comment from Dana, who appeared on the podcast a few episodes ago. And of course, if you want to record a question for the Bite Size Irish podcast, you go to www.bitesize.irish, go to blog podcast, and on the podcast page, there's a button to record your question and you can do it on your phone or your computer. So it's pretty easy to do. So uh, Dana, Raglin. Hi, Owen. This is Dana again from Chicago. I called late last summer because I was feeling nervous about starting a weekly class. So I wanted to give an update because the first semester of our Beginner's Galga course just wrapped up and now we're on to the second semester. This world is so small, I even found out that my teacher was on an episode of your show years ago. So I did feel shy at first in our class, but I remembered what you said about speaking up when I needed to. So within the first few weeks, I started to raise my hand if I had a question, and now it's no big deal. I do it all the time. I've realized there's a lot of negative self-talk that can get in the way of this process, and there's really no room for ego when we're learning a new language. I make a lot of mistakes, mostly with pronunciation. So I've had to learn to allow myself only a quick moment to feel embarrassed, accept it and move on. I know you've talked about this perspective before. So thank you again for helping us newcomers overcome 
these fears and anxieties of trying and failing and trying again. Thank you for keeping up the podcast. And I'm also really benefiting from those Q&A streams that the team's been uploading on YouTube. So again, go to Ma'agat Slangafoil. I love it. Gurmina Ma'agat Dana. I think I'm guessing it was Karen Reshkin from episode 36 of the Bite Size Irish podcast, the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast at the time. And I probably sounded quite a bit younger. And I have met Karen before in the Milwaukee Irish Fest, I think. So that's several years ago as well. And it was a real pleasure to meet Karen. I'm trying to think, I could have met her in Ireland as well. There could have been a couple of times I've met her. Um, definitely spoke to her once or twice. So it's a, it's a nice um, segue there. So Dana, I love it. Um that you you keep it up. So I think my point originally was that if you're lucky enough to have Irish language classes somewhere locally that you can attend attend regularly, the best thing you can do is make use of that class. And what does a class mean? It brings you together with other people. First of all, your teacher or the instructor or whatever way it's structured. It might not be a teacher, but somebody who's... Um, after studying the language more in depth than the people at the current level. And so you've got the people who attend the class and the teacher or instructor. So what can you do to make use of your class? When you go to the class, it's to connect with those people. And the thing is, the whole thing is that you need to pluck up a bit of courage to do that because it's scary. Like even to just ask a question can be difficult because we're suddenly feeling like we're being possibly judged about the lack of knowledge of what we're going to ask. Now, this might be more of an Irish thing than an American thing, for example, but I think in fairness, it's quite a human thing, depending on your personality, that you feel like you don't want to speak up because what will the other people in the class think about me? So the thing is, to make the most of your class you have to ask questions because otherwise what's the point of just getting this auditory tour of a of 40 minutes in class and then going straight home so ask questions of your teacher try to practice pronunciation Uh, try to say things ask questions in irish if you can even you know you could have your three kind of set questions that you could lay out and you can marvech uh, like cad is ki le seach, What does that mean? Cad is bri le No, conasa yerin tu seach as gwelga. How do you say this in Irish? Conas a yerin tu seach as gwelga. And how else? Well, if you're attending the class, the last thing you should be doing is like trying to figure out things you can figure out on your own. And so for that reason, you should really invest your time and energy outside of the class too. And I would say immerse yourself in the language every single day. Gwelga, gach, la. And it's people who attend classes, Irish language classes especially, is who we want to help at Bite Size Irish. So I love it. Dana, it sounds like um, this is a success story already because you've kept at it. You're into your second season with the Irish language classes. Um, You're into it. 
you might hit that dip that Seth Gordon talks about, that piece of energy where it feels like you're going nowhere. And the thing is, it's the energy that you just put in that energy day in, day out, and eventually it does pay off. And also, Dana, thanks for watching our Q&As on YouTube. So if you search for Bite Size Irish on YouTube, we've been doing about monthly Q&As, um, live Q&As on YouTube. And it's actually really fun. Um, it takes a little energy to moderate because a few, let's say, yeah, they're weirdos. A few weirdos show up on these and uh, they're trying to be rude and trying to push an agenda. So those people have to be blocked. But the normal person who attends uh, these Q&As, you can ask questions in the chat, right, under the video or beside the video. So um, it's been a real nice way to dig into some of the knowledge on the Bite Size Irish team with Gabrielle and Siobhan. Uh, nice to discuss these topics with them and to hear what's important for the people who are learning with Bite Size Irish. So there you go. Uh, and I hope to hear your another question on the Bite Size Irish podcast in the episodes to come. And on we go to Svenja, who's in Germany. Svenjarmoin. I'm from Germany and I just started learning Irish. And I have a question about the sentence Esmalum, which means I like. Um, I was wondering if I can use it as I would like to, for example, if I go to a pub and I want to order a beer, can I say is malum a beer on beer? Will the people understand me or is it wrong? If it is wrong, what can I say for I would like to order a beer? This is my question and I'm looking forward to hear, you, hear from you. Thank you very much. Goramahagat, Slan. Lovely greets from Germany. Svenja Tame er I'm doing very well. Agus Guramahagut Asoktekest. Thanks for your question. It's nice to hear listeners from different parts of the world. And the answer is no, you wouldn't say Ismahliam Bjor. Because if I say Ismahliam Bjor to the person in the pub, they'll say, Well, Mahu. Well done. I like beer. Okay, great. great. <laughs> it won't get you a beer. So if we're trying to be more correct, right, uh, you would say I would like a beer. That's the conditional tense, right? But really, that's really a trying to be a bit too polite. It's um, We're translating really from... English, I would like a beer. So let's keep it simple. You could say, Bjor le de hull. No, Bjor a wine le de hull. So one beer le de hull, please. Or to make it e even more likely that you'll get the drink you want, you could say, Heineken a wine le de hull. Pionta Heineken le de hull. So a pint of Heineken, please, if you're into your Dutch beers. I don't know. Pionta uh, Guinness le de hull is the standard one you could ask. And uh, will they understand this in a pub? Well, uh, well, first of all, they won't be expecting the Irish language from you. They can tell that you're not local. So even if you're in the heart of the Gaeltacht, uh, they'll know that you're not an, a, a native Irish speaker, right? Just by looking at you. So, but 
don't feel bad about that that's not your fault and um, for example I wrote a blog post uh, last summer I'll link it in the show notes this is show 108 and it was down in Dingle Peninsula Kirkagrina and I went there camping with my friend well camper vanning and we went to the local pub where I used to um, I remember camping near there and going there for local supplies Uh, but it's a pub these days rather than just a shop and um, so I was pleasantly surprised because the the whole row at the bar they were Irish speakers it was real Irish happening around me so in that pub uh, I'm sure you would get served in Irish or if for example you're in the in Connemara in around County Galway County Mayo but let's say your standard average pub that you walk into in Ireland the person won't be a native speaker that's for sure and chances are they won't be happy to even play along with you so I'm preparing you for this that if you ask it this way prepare to repeat yourself in English but do it with in with lightheartedness you can try in Irish and if you don't get your beer what's the worst thing you can do you can ask in another language asking English instead right so you can try that one and uh, Svenja you can let us know how it goes if you're visiting Ireland although going back to the green party and uh, on Cointus Glass I'd be thinking like well how much can our planet afford people jetting into Ireland um, even for more than one trip in a lifetime okay it depends how far you are from the country as well but perhaps the era of these um, flights uh, on demand is quickly coming to a close because of the carbon cost of flying. So there you go. I don't have an answer there. Do I fly places still? Yes, I do. <laughs> I fly mostly around Europe visiting um, friends and family depending on the time of year. So what can I say to you when I'm suggesting not <laughs> to fly to Ireland but at least if you do get to Ireland you don't have to uh, take to the roads and drive around you can at least take a bus tour around and if you're feeling more adventures perhaps a cycling tour but you, I would favor using one of the cycling greenways where there's no vehicle traffic it's just really for the for tourists for example up in Ackill in County Mayo um, there's a, a cycle greenway there on the old railway so I would recommend trying something like that um, out on the Arran Islands in the hill on Arran uh, in County Galway off the County Clare coast um, I've rented bikes there before and that's great fun because there's uh, not too many vehicles around there are some definitely and I was surprised by how many vehicles on Inish Moor the largest of those islands um, but on Inishir, the smallest of the Iron Islands, uh, we did a cycle tour before and that was really pleasant. It was lashing rain, but being summer, we just kind of dried off as well. <laughs> and I suppose coming full circle with the Irish election too, um, I will point you back again to Kerry on the Clover English podcast, um, an episode she published on... Uh, the 31st of December 2019 if you're looking for it and the title is Irish or British 
and she grew up in she says like a, a British identity in Northern Ireland I believe around Belfast and she came to realization when she visited England they referred to her as being Irish and it seemed like maybe a bit of a different country to her it was different to what she expected well that's my interpretation of the story she told anyway so if you're looking for an interesting um, glimpse into this perspective I definitely would recommend that podcast um, Kerry is recording for people who are learning English but she's uh, for advanced speakers who are looking for richness of language so it doesn't feel like you're listening to an English language learning podcast um, and she lives either in Spain or it could be back in France now um, so teaching people locally there so otherwise who you hear on this podcast episode as normal I'm looking forward to hearing your recorded questions for the podcast so you go to www.bitesize.com dot irish slash podcast and you can click the button to record and coming up to march uh, mina marta uh, in ireland of course saint patrick's day and at bite size irish we're gearing up to have one or two little events maybe even a workshop for people online so keep an eye out if you're subscribed to our newsletter uh, you'll hear from us every wednesday if you're not subscribed to our newsletter uh, email us at info at bitesize.irish and ask to be put on our newsletter. Okay, until next time. Gurumila Mahagas, Togabogay, Slan Gafol.